Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, everybody? My name is Nate, and this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. With me, as always, is Charles Thompson over there. How's it going, Charlie? Coming at you live today. We're back, baby. Yeah, we haven't been live. We haven't done live video. In no, we took a really long holiday break quite from the live. It's like a three-week live yeah. video break. But you want to know why? Because we get to do what we want. Yeah, because who cares? Yeah. Just do do what you want to do, you know? Guys, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, go to whatever your favorite podcast app is. Find Good Morning Liberty and subscribe. A lot of you guys listen on our website every single day. We very, very kindly thank you for doing that. But go to the podcast app. You can leave a rating and review. We release a new podcast episode every single day of the week. Of the week. What do you think about that, Charlie? I think it's good. Okay. Well, do you want to do some news? Do you have anything else? A, a surgery update? How are you feeling? <clears throat> I feel a lot better today. And, uh, you know, I just, I do want to do the news, but I also have to wonder, are we going to have an impeached president? I know that's part of the news, but yeah. I you, just. Do you think the Senate is actually going to impeach him? No. Okay. I saw some meme that said like well, Lamar say Alexander no. and some other people were going to side with the Democrats, but I don't know. I don't think that anyone who wants to win re-election is going to vote for the impeachment. Um, it'll depend on who's running, uh, you know, right now, who's going to be up for election in 2020. But then I, I think they will, they'll know for sure they're going to be out whenever their re-election comes up. Maybe some people can do it if they're not going to be planning on doing that. But uh, I don't see anyone, any Republicans voting for the impeachment. I just don't think it's going to happen. Normally what happens when we get to a situation like this, you see these holdouts, these undecideds. That means they just want some stuff. They want some money. So, so you know, we can talk it up in the media and talk about how maybe the Republicans are going to vote to impeach him. Really, they're just wanting some type of kickbacks from different people to come in and donate to their campaigns or to their family members, something like that. And then they'll, oh, okay, I'll vote. I'll vote. So, I made up my mind now. You yeah, know, maybe. That, <laughs> maybe I won't vote to impeach. Maybe I will. Yeah, that's You'll what they You'll never doing. know unless you donate to me. You'll never know unless you give me $100,000. So I, I think that's what we're waiting on right now is for the proper money to be allocated to buy the votes. And, uh, and then we'll just end up with a president, just like we've been saying, impeached in the House and nothing in the Senate. And like we've said a bunch of times, I just could not care less about this impeachment. It's care I, less, I, care I, less time. I could not care less. I just, I don't care what's going to happen. George Carlin um, did a skit. I don't know if you know who George Carlin is. I, I know. Surely yeah, you do. I know who George Maybe Carlin is. Maybe these kids is. on TikTok probably don't know who George Carlin is. They probably don't. He was a great comedian back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I think he died I don't know. It's early 2000s, something no, like that. He's no. been dead for a couple of years, maybe. Anyway, he had this bit where he talked about a, uh, an F it all pill. <laughs> yeah. So that's how you feel about impeachment, don't you? Just F it all. F it all pill. I don't care. Just I just don't care. Yeah. Every, you know, every single president has more than likely done something that warranted impeachment. Uh, I look at this as a purely partisan political hack thing job. just a pure partisan hack job now 
that's not to say that Trump hasn't done anything that warranted impeachment, because like I said, probably all presidents have done something that Thomas Jefferson would have had them executed for. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that that's, you know, it's it's not a possibility. But what bothers me is that we're not going to hold the next president to this. You, obviously, it's all partisan politics. Just, just not going to happen. We have all these apparently anti-war liberals now who didn't care whenever Obama started the war in, in Libya, when he was bombing seven different countries throughout his presidency. They weren't raising a fuss about it then. It's just pure, just partisan politics. That's all it is. There's no principle. There's no principle. I have to ask you, Nate, since the last live video and it was just me and I stole your name, did you switch everything back around? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Well, but do you, the, is something not right right now? I don't no, know. everything looks good. Okay. That's well, what I was saying. I, apparently know. everything's good. I was just wondering. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Before we dive into all this news, we got some Bernie Sanders stuff to talk about. Puerto Rico, Illinois is a lion cheating state. We should divorce her. <laughs> we should get rid of Illinois. Yeah. We yep. should give her to the Mexicans. Let the Mexicans eat her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I think I just wondering how you've been but since we're live i'm okay what's your live reaction to how you've been you can't edit it my live reaction is that i feel very sick to my stomach today i've been feeling at that status where you just want to roll around on the floor and you know try not to throw up um wait is that a thing you know like where you just you're in so much pain and you want to throw up where you're like rolling around on the floor i've never rolled on the floor on to your bed throwing up no it's not to prevent it's just because you don't know what else to do <laughs> oh you mean like in child's pose just in child just down on the floor curled up in a ball just in pain like you're gonna throw up you look fine i thank you i put on a happy face for the podcast <laughs> But no, it all started when I read this article about Bernie Sanders and his plan for this $150 billion thing. Gotten so sick since I just then. got so sick all of a sudden. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about BS? Good old Senator BS? I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Bernie Sanders has released a $150 billion plan to turn the internet into the post office. No, into a public utility with low prices and fast speeds. <laughs> yes. Here's how his plan works. You know, if you ever want to make something work better and have lower prices and perform at even better rate than it is right now, you let the U.S. government take it over. That's how you do it. I'm surprised that we haven't had the U.S. government do it to begin with. I know. Because it would have been faster and cheaper. I know. I know. I'm That's surprised they weren't first to the race. Like, how, how do all these private companies even, even have their companies to begin with when the U.S. government is so good at creating things and making them better than everyone else? I mean, how do the private companies even compete? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> okay. You know, I'm kind of sad you didn't ask how I was doing. Oh, yeah, I asked how you're feeling about your surgery. Just my surgery, yeah. though. You didn't ask regular. I don't. Are you feeling okay emotionally? I, are, I'm fine. Are you okay? I'm okay, fine. Good. Let's get to the okay, news. Okay, good. Democratic presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders just unveiled a sweeping $150 billion proposal that would fundamentally reshape how the internet works in the United States. I have to ask you, you know, he, yeah. he rails on millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. But then he goes on making all of these billionaire and trillionaire proposals. He just loves spending other people's money. It's yeah. bad if you spend your own money. 
But if you decide that you're going to spend other people's money, then that's not evil. That's okay. If you create and spend your own wealth. Yeah. No, that's real bad. If he becomes president, he'll basically be worth like $4.5 trillion and he'll just be swinging around that money all over the place all yeah. the time. But it's okay as long as Congress will pass all the budget. As long as it's not your own money, then the expenditure of money on goods is okay. Yeah. It's just got to be other people's money taken through force and then it's good. Then it's a good thing. The plan dubbed High Speed Internet for All. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> would effectively turn the internet into a public utility. Man, that's what we've been waiting for this whole time. That's actually what Flint's been waiting on. It is. It is. <laughs> they, they said, damn, who cares about the water? That's what we've been needing this whole time. I've been sitting here upset with Comcast. And the whole time I was upset with Comcast, I was like, good God, if they could only be as good as my freaking electric company, then everything would be great. My life would be wonderful after that. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be great? If only they could be good as my water company. Yes, yes. High-speed internet service must be treated as the new electricity. The proposal says, a public utility that everyone deserves as a basic human right. Man, uh, humans have gained a lot of rights. <laughs> so many rights. So many rights. The, the internet wasn't even been invented for 40 how, years. How can you have... <laughs> How can human beings have a right to something it's a human that right. didn't even exist when my it's parents were growing right. up? It's literally, it's scientifically impossible for a human being to have the right to something that didn't exist, I don't, I don't know, two million years ago. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that makes any sense. You it can't just invent new human rights. Wasn't even 40 years ago. I know. I know. Like maybe not even 30 Good Lord. When it's did, a good I mean, thing they didn't do this when we had dial-up internet, by the way. We can you still imagine, have dial-up. Can you imagine if the government would have made this decision while we still had dial-up internet as the norm, and they would have been, we're going to make this a public utility. Probably wouldn't have podcasts. You'd you be out of a job. You wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't even have high-speed internet. Yeah. It wouldn't even exist. <laughs> government. <laughs> Yes. That was pretty good, I gotta admit. I mean, yeah. I just came up with that. Yeah. Who's it, that guy from uh, Police Academy? He used to do all of his owns. I don't all, uh, I don't know his name. The, I, the black actor, really good. I just know him as a black actor from Police okay. Academy that makes sounds. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, like over a thousand sounds he could do. I bet he could do the internet pretty well. I bet he was really good at the internet. Yeah. Could still be. I don't know if I don't know if he's alive. Well the anyway, Wikipedia that guy. Somebody go check it out. No, but seriously think about this. Can you imagine if the government would have decided to do this when we were still, when the internet had just been born? It's like 1995 and the government decides to make the internet a public utility. Do you think that all of these things would even exist right now? Do you think we'd have high-speed internet? Do you think that we would have fiber optic cables and stuff like that? Gig speed? No. No. We'd all just still freaking have dial-up internet. And so the problem that I have is now if we talk about making this a public utility, we have no idea what, next, what the next invention is going to be, what the next thing is going to be. We're just stuck right, right now in 2020, just like people in 1995 were in 1995, and that was the technology of the time. 97, I think, really, and is we when can, it became... Whenever it was popular, I had it before that because I was filthy rich. Oh yeah, yeah, so rich. <laughs> they ran a line to your trailer. They ran the line directly into my trailer. Wow. Yeah, we wow. had a yeah satellite dish mounted on top of it. All kinds of stuff. It was it was good. It was so a good rich. good trailer park. One of the better trailer <clears throat> parks 
that Viana had to offer, I would say. I love these plans, by the way. You know, you just put words together. Yeah. We'll just say words, and that's our plan. Yeah. There's no actual, like, real... There's no definition. No. Can I read number one here? Yeah, go ahead. Here's the plan, by the way. (laughs) Number one, require internet service providers like Verizon and Comcast to offer, quote, a basic internet plan that provides quality broadband speeds and an affordable price. What does that mean? What does that even mean? What does basic mean? Yeah. What does quality mean? And what does affordable mean? Yeah, that's all relative. It's completely relative it's, to every single person. You don't even need Einstein to tell you that theory. No, no. <laughs> you don't. What? Okay. So you're telling me, I mean, right now. You're I, telling me. Right now I can get like 20 megs a second download yeah. speed, which is enough to stream Netflix, by the oh, way. Don't worry. They're setting a minimum of 100. No one can offer less than 100. Oh, in this. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if you're talking about a basic internet plan that provides quality broadband speeds and affordable price right now in the private market you can get you know 20 meg download speed a second which is enough to stream netflix probably and that's about it yeah um but you could stream your netflix that you pay 17 dollars a month for uh rather than i don't know buying toothpaste or something and you can do that for like 20 bucks a month yeah now you're telling me is that a does that qualify as a basic internet plan that provides quality broadband speeds and an affordable price? <laughs> Not in this plan because they want to set an FCC regulation that says you ah. must provide at least 100 megabytes a second. Ladies and gentlemen, my mom has three megabytes a second. That's what they're getting. And every time I'm over there, we're freaking streaming Netflix the whole time. Okay. I've gone live from there. I've done all kinds of stuff. But we've got a set that it's got to be 100 because this one guy, his Netflix was slow for a minute. So now we got to make sure that everyone has freaking business quality, like live streaming quality internet so they can watch their freaking Netflix all the time. Just ridiculous. Okay. Do you Did you want to go through any more of that plan or do you want to go to... Honestly can't because my computer is forced restarting. Good. Good. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, I'll, number I'll two... Number two... Commentary. <laughs> number two is redefining minimum broadband speeds so that 100 megs down and 10 up is the floor. That is the new floor. Calling for high-speed broadband doesn't mean much if your definition of fast internet is stuck in the past. The current FCC minimum to be considered broadband is 25 megs down, three up. It works and it gets the job done well enough, but it's a slouch compared to many other parts of the world. Under this proposal, the FCC... The United States is the only major developed country that doesn't have an affordable internet plan. Compared to many other parts of the world. What other parts of the world are we talking about where we've got internet envy right now? We're like the kids are having to stream their Netflix documentary about how much faster internet speeds are in other parts of the country <laughs> so we can feel bad about ourselves. Like, well, what the, other part of the world is this? Well, they don't know it, obviously, because our Netflix must be buffering. That's it. They can, we can't get the information to even research what other parts of the world have faster internet. You know, we had a comment from a good friend of ours who said... <laughs> You know, is it only Bernie Sanders who lies? Like, is that the only politician that you go after? Because if so, then your then your opinions bias is like no longer valid. It's yeah. like, look, he's the one that comes out with these like the dumbest plans anybody could ever think up. Yeah. 
And then that's why we have to go after him. And he's a mainstream candidate. We use so. we use Bernie Sanders, and that's why we have BernieLies.com. We use Bernie Sanders because he is the face of this ideology now. Bernie Sanders is the new Karl Marx. Only, yeah. I don't know, probably not as smart, I would say. A little bit more of a dirty politician, more than likely. No, but Bernie Sanders has a massive following. He draws tens of thousands of people in crowds. He's brainwashed the youth of this entire country. So we use Bernie Sanders because he is the figurehead of this ideology right now. So when we're attacking Bernie Sanders, it's really not only Bernie Sanders. It's anyone who holds his ridiculously incoherent, illogical viewpoints. It's anyone who holds those viewpoints. We're not just attacking Bernie Sanders. We're attacking the ideology that Bernie Sanders is pushing. We're trying to do that. And we use Bernie Sanders as our punching bag. Primary that. political Yes. Yeah. Target. Target. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, breaking up <clears throat> companies that offer internet service and provide content. So we're going to break up the company. We're going to break up the big internet companies now. That's the problem. That's what's wrong. Over the past several decades, the telecommunications industry has consolidated into a few major players who provide internet access, and those companies have in turn merged with major media companies. The resulting giants will sell you the internet and cable service you use and provide the content that runs on those services. Oh my God, the humanity. Dogs and cats living together. Okay. They are selling you the service and they're providing content that's on the service. Oh my. Stop traffic. Stop traffic, everyone. This is we've got to tell those kids in Africa to shut the hell up because these people are providing services and content. They have no idea what a tough life we're living here. No it's, idea. It's so awful. I can't think of anything worse that could happen no, to me. No, I mean, did you know when you're when you were watching? Like, something, I hope I get cancer, so I have to stop when you worrying were, about this. When you were watching something <laughs> earlier. Did you realize that it may or may not have been provided by the same people that are making your internet? Oh, man, the humanity. This is terrible. We've got to stop this. Well, well, we got to get Bernie's plan. We've passed. got to break them up. That way we'll have the same content ran more inefficiently by multiple people. And then we'll all be better. Yeah, we'll just be better off after that. <clears throat> we'll, we'll just have a happier life and everything will be then will be enough as long as it's equal. Yeah, it's whatever yeah. that means. No one else can be faster. We've got to break up the big companies. But good Lord, let's give all the money in the freaking world to the big government, to the one freaking government that we have that's that's spending four point five trillion dollars. Yeah, let's get really upset about some of these companies that are that are worth a couple hundred billion dollars. Nobody let's makes as much as the government. Up. No, they're the biggest. But we don't company. ever talk about breaking the federal government up. Well, we do. We, we do. talk about breaking up the federal government. The le know? like the legal civil way. I think we should break up the federal government into fifty separate divided geographical locations around the country what yeah like we'll draw lines maybe some that are in islands and some that should be in russia what? but like yeah we'll you know we'll break them up in the 50 separate geographical lines and that's what we'll separate them all up and we'll let those 50 pieces run individually you know maybe we should call them states we could call them states if you want yeah, to. yeah. we could call them states that's maybe fine. that's what we should do I don't know. I don't know. It's a crazy idea. Yeah. It's a crazy idea. I don't think it'll work. That we're, it's too soon. It's yeah. too soon to do that. You're Did, too radical. That's too radical of an idea. <laughs> Did your article come up yet? No. Good no. Lord. No. That, that was, new computer is amazing. It is. <laughs> Four, 
providing $150 billion to create publicly owned and democratically controlled cooperative or open access broadband networks. Oh, man. That just makes sense. That's what we need. Yeah. That's it. And the $150 billion, I mean, we'll just we'll print it. We'll just print it, right? Well, we only need to spend it one time, obviously. Yeah. That's it. That's what's wrong with the telecommunications industry is that we haven't taken $150 billion from the taxpayers and injected it into that industry yet. That's that that that's obviously what's wrong. That's been the problem the whole time. Yeah. And democratically controlled. I mean, we need to vote on everything. We just need to vote on everything, Charlie. We, we just, have to. And it, we have to have a majority. think we can get like maybe an online vote? I hope the companies develop an online thing. Actually, I'm sorry. For all these we didn't, referendums? Sorry, that last statement I made, I made that before our company brought that up for a vote and approved whether or not I could <laughs> say that onto the podcast. And I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Well, everyone deserves a voice. Yeah. So I would like to bring a motion to the floor to move on to the next step in this process. Um, all, uh, all in favor, say aye. <laughs> all opposed. <laughs> Are you opposed? Well, it sounds like unanimous consent. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I could have moved on to the process faster if I just would have been able to make my own freaking decisions, yeah. you know, but eh, we'll see. We'll but see. Then you don't care about anybody. So not only are we going to make sure that everyone has got 100 megabyte per second Internet, we're going to make sure everyone's got that. But step number five, this is this is classic government, classic government. We're going to end data caps and speed throttling. <laughs> do you understand the we're gonna make sure that everyone's got 100 megabytes a second and we're gonna make it illegal to have data caps and throttle speeds yeah this is like every other thing that the government does at all times it's like that thing with elizabeth warren the other day we talked about where she wants to create a drug company that, or a drug manufacturing company that will step in when there's a shortage you know and, she, you know, also she's going to put in uh, uh, price controls, which will inevitably lead to a drug shortage. And then she's going to come in and she's going to come in and do that. You know, it's, it's just a pure, pure government. I don't know what they even call it. It's so insane. Well, and then it's like, <clears throat> it's like, apparently there's this unlimited bandwidth yeah, just that a, no a, one knows about. It's just there. Yeah. It doesn't cost any money. Mm -mm. And the obviously the the corporations are greedy, yeah, and they're holding everybody down, uh, and so we just we can't no no data no data caps no speed throttling yeah. just blanket. As long as we say that, it'll work out exactly. Then then magically there will just be enough there will there'll just be enough space for everyone to have the fastest internet and for there to be no no data caps whatsoever. Yeah, and it'll only cost one hundred and fifty billion dollars. That's all it's going to cost. That's it. No. Yeah. One time charge. Oh, I don't know, man. They're, I mean, if they take over the internet, my head just might explode on the internet. I'm so just going to say. What this all kind of sounds like to me, honestly, is democratic socialism sounds like socialism. It's, it sounds like socialism. Yes. Yes. It, where, you know, just to be a little bit, I don't know. I don't want to sound alarmist, but technically this models the economic model of fascism. 
more than it does socialism. And we've always modeled the economic model of fascism. Well, but this is government owned. Well, I guess no, they're just, forcing no, they're just private be companies. Complete FCC control over those companies. Yeah. The economic model of fascism is the uh, you allow private ownership, but the government has complete control and regulation over that over <clears throat> that company. Private entity, yeah. And we have been modeling fascism since I don't know uh, how long have we been regulating companies? Probably a couple of years after they existed, I yeah. would say. I know in the eighteen fifties, sixties, they started regulating a lot of you know a lot of. Uh, or whenever it was that they were regulating the railroads back in the 1800s, they've been regulating businesses almost since we've had businesses. And uh, Ronald Reagan said it, you know, not saying we agree with every single thing that Reagan ever said, but he did point out that the liberal philosophy and now kind of both sides philosophy was the economic definition of fascism. That's what this is, even more so than socialism. Yeah. Now, I didn't see any plans in there for like worker ownership of those companies or anything, but something tells me that it's going to be there. It's going to be there. This is so ridiculous. I know. Um, do you want to tell us about <clears throat> Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. <laughs> so this was crazy, by the way. When I saw this, I was just like, you can't make this up. No, you just can't even make it up. What a beautiful gift. <laughs> a terrible for the people. I'm going to take us off Instagram, but go ahead. A ter- terrible for the people, but it is a beautiful gift. By the way, before I get started, I tried for a long time to figure out if anybody was commenting on Instagram, if I could reply to them, and I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So, sorry. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I saw this story, and I honestly, like I said, bad for the people, but I just honestly was like not surprised. It's just like, imagine that. So... Uh, here we go. This is from the Blaze. Uh, head of Puerto Rico's emergency services fired after unused hurricane supplies discovered. Now, remember, the hurricane supplies were from Hurricane Maria back in 2017. Yeah. It's now 2020, by the way. So anyway, Puerto Rico's governor, Wanda Vasquez, has fired Carlos Acevedo. <laughs> The head of the island's emergency management services after a warehouse filled with unused hurricane supplies was discovered on Saturday. Um, Among the supplies were thousands of cases of water that date back to the deadly Hurricane Maria storm, which which decimated the island in 2017. Acevedo's firing came after crowds found the unused supplies in a warehouse in the city of Ponce, and videos emerged on, on Saturday of local residents furious with the island's leadership. A Twitter user said on Saturday, warehouses filled with supplies that, sent to, that, that they sent to Puerto Rico being hidden and never distributed. Supplies they had saved since Hurricane Maria and been left to waste. We have a disgusting government. Well, yes, we do, Twitter user. Yes, we do. While the death toll of hurricane victims is disputed, some estimates pinned... It at 2,975 people who died from complications resulting from the storm, including food, medicine, and power shortages. <laughs> now, again, it's really awful for the people of, of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, terrible that these supplies were um, unused and not handed out, and they were stored in a warehouse and basically kept from the people. And it would be terrible if some of those people died because of you know materials and things that we had there that could have helped them. But this is a perfect example of how incompetent, inefficient, 
and horrible the government is at every single thing they do. It, everything they do. And it, it, you know, we're going to wait to find out whether or not this was pure inefficiency or if this was actual, like, I don't know what you would call it, malicious intent. Like mafia oriented, purposefully holding back these these supplies, because remember, the narrative has been that Trump was doing nothing to help Puerto Rico, that people there were dying, that they needed water, that they needed these supplies. And the narrative has been that he was doing nothing to help them. So it's it's going to be really interesting to find out the chain of events that led to an entire warehouse, just no one walking around in there for like three years. Oh, I left my bottle of water over there. Let me go. Let me. I think I left it in this warehouse. No, yeah, there it is. There's there's an entire warehouse full of bottles of water. You know, I I don't understand how this can actually be inefficiency. Honestly, or you in- think it was pure nefarious malevolence like i'm keeping this uh either to say for my family or people that purchase it from me or i'm doing it out of pure hatred for trump and i gotta prove yeah that this guy withheld services and people there's a direct correlation between the deaths of the people in puerto rico and president trump withholding this exactly and like you said maybe i can sell the water to people so you could have this entire mafia thing going on there where people are trying to sell the water people in the government probably involved more than likely it's Black just not market. good just just not good overall it's it's really gross it's it's a really gross thing to happen so and this you know this is what happens this this is what happens when when you decide that uh you're gonna let that person run this organization because i don't know who they are you said their name i don't want to try and say their name because you did such a good job saying their name charlie you did such a good job acevedo sure yeah yeah sure well he's fired now he's gone no one cares about his name he's gone and he did not kill himself wonder how he got the job in the first just want to let you know this guy acevedo didn't kill himself i'm just you know it's so uh not shocking it just isn't shocking it's not shocking no and uh maybe people like this twitter user who we don't know who it is just says twitter user here <laughs> maybe more people will start to realize this very last sentence we have a disgusting government yeah well obviously what's wrong is that just the right people aren't in charge that's what it is that's what it is we need the i heard al- there were like three more firings yeah yeah. yeah we need the all-powerful government that has control over everything we just have to make sure that the right people are in control right i mean that's all that it needs you know you get yourself a stalin every once in a while but hey it's all in pursuit of the greater good you know it is. just those don't worry about those 35 million people don't worry about those yeah. we're gonna have prosperity you know everyone's gonna gonna be way better yeah, that's this is great ideology. Well, just don't be one of those thirty-five million. You know, it just yeah. Don't be an oppressor. Get yourself a job and make the sure you're a victim. <laughs> you know, I was having this pseudo conversation <laughs> with this uh, this intellectual Marxist is what I'm painting him as because if you look at his his work history and everything on Facebook, it was like. Um, uh, professor of geology and he was uh, you know the, all this other stuff at Yale and all this literally the guy went to Yale and uh, so he's a one percenter yeah and this article was about how if you make 
uh, if you have an income of $32,400 or more worldwide, then you're in the top 1%. And yes. that's just a fact. Yeah. You're in the top 1% of wage earners in the entire globe. Now, that includes modest jobs, you could say. Teachers, um, what else? Firefighters, whatever, EMTs. Yeah. Um, people that make $32,400 or a little bit more. Um, and so now you're in the top 1%. Well, of course, you know, he commented on there and be like, oh, well, this is just an American version of like, uh, you know, diverting the problems that we have in America by the top 1% hoarding all the cash in America and keeping the poor people down. It's like, no, you just fail to realize that the, the wealth that, that even the most modest or poorest Americans am among us are richer than anyone has ever been in the history of the world. Well, they're a nationalist is what they are. Oh, they're, yeah. they're in a, he's an American exceptionalist. Has to be. Because he, he really only cares about Americans. You know, that he thinks, he thinks, and most of the socialists think, <clears throat> that Americans are more important than other people around the rest of the world. I actually they see, don't think that. They see American, I know. I, I know, know where you're going. They see Americans as more important. They see our needs as more important than any of the other lowly people around, around the world. Because if they didn't feel that way, well, they would all be pushing for rules for all of our money to be sent all around the world including theirs including theirs but they're in the one percent in the world and when they're talking about spreading around the money they're just talking about spreading it around to themselves who's already in the top one or five or ten percent in the entire world they don't care about the rest of the people in the world because they think that they're better than they are they don't think those people are important now that's my opinion on the matter based on their actions i don't think that anyone who is a socialist would agree with that but if you actually believe that all the people are equal and you don't think americans are better than others then why are you arguing for jeff bezos's wealth to go to you why aren't you arguing for jeff bezos's wealth to go somewhere in africa because nate if you're not in the oppressed group and you don't argue for the oppressed then you're going to end up as one of the 32 million whenever their marxist system true, gets in true. place yeah uh, it's off to the gulag with you my yep. friend you can make sure you post the right things that way and the see, government agency that picks people for the for the camps that's doesn't me, pick you well we've always talked about the real motivation is hatred yeah it's not about like one thing i said to this guy is like dude you're using your one percent status as you know as a you have a phd so i'm sure you make a decent amount of money. I bet you make over 32,400 being a professor and having a PhD. Probably. Uh, it, you ha probably make at least 50 or more. Plus you went to Yale. So, so I was like, look, you're using your 1% status and 1% education to say it's that, to say it's those in the 0.9% that are the problem. Yeah. It's not me and my <laughs> lowly, I'm at the very bottom of the 1%. It's anyone who has more money it's than me. Anyone that has more than me. It's because yeah. you have to have a group to hate still. Yeah. That's the Marxist doctrine. You have to have a group to hate. And that's what, you know, we were talking earlier about this. Margaret Thatcher said that basically the leftist, whatever, you know, whatever they even called them uh, over in the over in London. I don't know what they were calling them at that point in time in the 80s. But what she said was that they would uh, they would rather the poor be poorer so long as the rich were less rich. 
And that honestly is the ideology. Yeah. Because we're not talking about what can actually grow an economy, what can, you know, we talked about welfare the other day, and what's the, what's the end goal? The end goal is that everyone has a good paying job, that they can make a living, that they can be happy. We're not talking about ways to spur growth so that can actually happen. All the people on the, the, le- the hardcore leftist socialists care about is making sure that they can tear down the people on the 1% because it's not that they care about the poor, now quoting George Orwell, it's not that they care about the poor, it's that they hate the rich. Exactly. And that is the actual basis of their ideology. Because they're not advocating for anything that actually helps anyone. No, the poor are just a a political piece to be used to tear down these people. Which to me is so disgusting. It is. It you know, is they disgusting. disguise it as compassion, yeah. and it's not. I said here at the very end, I said, if every single one of you Marxists would focus as much time and energy on actually helping the people you claim to care about, I think our problems would be so minuscule we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's true. The, like, amount, the amount of people that have that ideology, if all of those people were working to help the poor, I don't even know if there would be any poor. There might not be. If each one of those people took in a homeless person. I yeah. don't think there would be any more at all. What are you, what are you actually doing to help You're, besides complaining? We've, we've arrived in this world where me helping is forcing someone else to help. Like that's, that's me helping. Like, it's like, I could tell you that I went out and, and I, you know, I, I cooked at a charity luncheon today. Well, not so much. I cooked but I put a gun to someone else's head and I told them that I would put them in a jail cell for the rest of their life if they wouldn't go and cook at the luncheon. So I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You're just a great person. Look at me. By the way, uh, Maurice Jones, one of our longtime listeners and a good friend of ours, he, uh, he got our back. The, okay. The guy from Police Academy. Okay. Michael yeah. Winslow. Oh, dang it. Oh, yes. Duh. That's so obvious. Michael Winslow. I just looked him up. Uh, he's still alive, by the way, which is good. So <laughs> good for um, him. Yeah. And uh, that's really all I remember about the police academy movies was, I know. was that guy. 10,000 sound effects for his ability to make realistic sounds using only his voice. Yeah. Uh, all seven police academy films. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of police. Guy. That's, that's Thanks, Maurice. Borderline too many police academy films, I would yeah. say. I think we could probably... Um, round out the rest of the show with the Rand Paul video with the Bernie Sanders Rand Paul video. Yeah, let's do it. I think we can do that. You so ready? Charlie, tell Mr. me about Producer. how you tell me about how you came across this. Um, I saw a, a friend of mine share this um, and it was the argument about vulture. This is a new term, I guess. Vulture capitalism. Uh. Don't pay any income tax. The top 1% in our country pay 40%. Our audience says that's not true. The audience is right. Rand Paul's claim that working class Americans don't pay their fair share, not so much. You don't need me to tell you that working class people pay their taxes. Sales taxes, excise taxes, property taxes, rents, and repeat. Stop it. So there's the first mistake right there. So if you guys remember from The View... When Rand Paul was on there, I think we even did, uh, we did some commentary on this, but what he, what he actually said was that the bottom 50% of income earners don't pay any income tax, Yeah, which is true. Like the people who make less than $50,000 a year, almost none of them 
pay any taxes whatsoever in income, income tax. Yeah. He specifically said income tax. And then this girl goes on to say, well, that's not true. You know, these low wage workers, they pay all kinds of taxes, excise taxes, property taxes, sales taxes. First of all, that's not what he said. No, not even what he said. He said income tax and then federal income tax. (laughs) All right. Keep it going. There's a lot. We'll play again. Realize is that you pay more in taxes as a percent of your income than the rich. Now you might be thinking. Okay. You pay more. She Dang. says you pay more in taxes as a percentage of your income than the rich. That is such a bogus argument. That is such a completely bogus argument because literally you could be someone who makes a hundred dollars a year. And if you go and you had some taxes taken out of that, of course, you're going to get it back. Well, let's not pay attention to that, though. And you have the taxes taken out of it. Then you go and you spend all that money everywhere and you do all you buy all kinds of things and you end up paying sales taxes and all that. Well, then technically as a percentage of your income, like you've you've paid way more in taxes. Yeah. than someone who makes a million dollars, yeah, a million dollars yeah. a year. Because their lifestyle, regardless of the amount of things they buy, the amount of money that they spend for sales taxes and excise taxes and all of these other taxes is just not going to equal a portion of their income, like that same kind of portion of their income, like it will for you. But even for most people, they still pay a higher percentage. They do. Yeah. Especially the people that get money back. The the actual statistics from the IRS.gov is uh, is the top 1% pays somewhere around 23.7% is their effective tax rate. That's their effective tax rate. And the bottom 50%, their effective tax rate is 2.7%. Okay. That's literally from the IRS's website. All right. This is why we run a website called Bernie Lies. Yeah. This is why. So ridiculous. Because we have to. Because someone has to do this. Someone has to do it. Someone has to, okay? We, we're taking on the burden. And it's not just rich individuals. It's corporations, too. How much did Amazon pay in taxes last year? Well, you might call that a $16.2 billion question. Because despite making $16.2 billion last year, they paid nada. Nothing. Buckets. In fact... 60% of profitable Fortune 500 companies paid no tax. Okay, we got it. Okay. There. So she completely flips the script this time. She says, oh, out of making $16.2 billion in profit, how many taxes did Amazon pay? Nada. Yeah. Nothing. Zilp. Zilch. Uh, they paid no federal business income tax. Yes. However, they paid billions yeah. in property tax. And all kinds of other taxes. They paid over $2 billion in taxes when it comes to state taxes, their property taxes, their any kind of sales tax stuff they had to pay. They paid over $2 billion in taxes. Which is more money than 99% of Americans will see in 100 lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. In one year. But the... It's the hypocrisy of this video and it's the flat out lie that just drives me insane. And I'm glad you pointed it out to me because this was a major contradiction. It was a major hypocritical move because the video starts out with Rand Paul saying that the bottom 50% do not pay any income taxes. That's what he said. And then she comes in and says, 
Oh, but that's not true. The, the bottom 50% pay all kinds of taxes. They pay excise taxes and sales, sales taxes, taxes and property taxes and all kinds of stuff. Spaghetti taxes. And then, and then, then she comes in and says, you want to know who actually doesn't pay taxes? Amazon paid zero dollars in federal taxes last year. Amazon didn't pay any taxes last she said, year. Nada. Nada. Pupkiss is what she said <laughs> after that. When she completely left out the fact, weirdly enough, she didn't leave it out beforehand when we were talking about the bottom 50%. She had to leave it out when we were talking about Amazon. The fact that they paid excise taxes and state taxes and property taxes and all kinds of stuff. Two billion dollars worth. That's the... That's the hypocrisy here. That's the just flat out willingness to lie about their ideology all the time to get people in an emotional state where they'll hate this poor white guy right here on the video that probably worked his butt off to get in this video or whatever corporation he's running to get you to hate that guy right there. So you don't have to feel bad about any of the decisions you made in your life. And so you don't have to worry about anything because, of course, life is characterized by the ability to not ever have to worry about anything. Honestly, our job is too easy. Yeah. All we got to do is just report what people say. I mean, literally, and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> literally have made a full-time job where I sit here from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day. And my number one thing that I can do is just point out all the times that Bernie Sanders lies about stuff. Yeah. That's literally all I have to do. You actually have to work overtime for that. No. No, yes, you do have to work I do. Yeah. I, I don't catch all the lies. No. I, I give them some. Mm -hmm. I, I'll let them slide sometimes. Yeah. You know? Because you so, don't even have time. And that's why this, it drives me so crazy because if your ideology is actually good, if it makes sense, if it's, a, if it's true, then you don't have to lie about things. You don't have to make up stuff like no. this. This is a clear lie this is very deceitful, and that just shows you whether or not he's supporting an ideology that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. No, he's got to lie to get people to support it. Yeah. So you don't have to lie to convince me that taxation is theft. You just don't. You don't have to lie to convince me that I, own, that I own myself. If we don't tax people, how do we get public internet? I know. I'm not sure how we <laughs> ever had the internet. <laughs> Don't forget about the internet thing, guys. Just imagine if Bernie Sanders would have pushed this plan in 1998 and the government would have taken over the internet while we were still using dial-up internet. I'm telling you, Nate, by, by, it's probably earlier than this, by, I would say, 2035 at the latest. A gig, uh, a gig download per second is not going to be enough. No. It's not going to be enough. By the year 2050, you're going to need like a terabyte per second, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds insane, but everyone else thought that, you know, a hundred megabytes was insane. I know, you know, like literally the government six months ago just changed over the nuclear codes from three and a half inch floppy disk. Maybe they were four and a half inch. I don't know. They could have been the five inch and floppy disk. Half the people listening to this podcast <laughs> don't even know what those are. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. That's true. They just now switched over. And they have this whole giant intelligence community, and maybe it had a little bit to do with security, but come on, it's completely inefficient and crazy. And to think, I mean, we've talked about, imagine if private companies got to control the roads, you know, we, who knows where we'll be, but we would at least have, at least have roads that automatically melt snow. 
Not oh, come yeah, up. for sure. That's so easy. We would have roads that when there's a wreck, a new road would pop out from it and create it like an overpass over the wreck. We probably so wouldn't even wouldn't need roads by now. No, we wouldn't. But if we were to need roads, we we would have all that. I mean, we heat up football fields for Christ's sakes. They've got heating <laughs> coils underneath the football fields. There's got to be a way to whatever target the sun or something. I don't know. Heat it's up the, the roads. No, it's, it's never so, going to happen as long as the salt mafia is controlling the government. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So think okay. about if the government controlled the internet. I guarantee you, in our lifetime, in our lifetime, if we don't die, Nate, we might die young. Who knows? In well, our, <laughs> in our lifetime, if the government gets control of the internet, it'll be too slow. Yeah, it'll, it'll crush an entire industry. There's, there's Crush no, it. and the problem with that is it will limit the growth of things that we can't, it, unfortunately, this is a problem of the unseen right here, because I can't tell you what growth it's going to limit. But if you imagine all the things that we do right now on a Think daily about basis, just what's happened in the last 10 years and look at all Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff, Snapchat, and just imagine if the government would have taken control over the internet in 1998. And mandated that everyone had, uh, you know, 50 whatever kilobytes a second dial up speed or whatever it was going to be. I'm sure it was that much. Yeah. Just mandated that everyone's got a free dial up Internet router installed on their on their physical desktop computer. Do you think we would have any of this stuff that has only existed because of the Internet and the ability for the Internet to be fast enough for us to stream live to freaking five different platforms right now? You know, no, it, no, it wouldn't. The, the answer is no on that. Just so you know, yeah. just so you know. And, and that's why we talk about all this stuff every day. That's why we're here doing this. That is, that is why we talk about this because this matters. And I know that this is a problem of the unseen where we don't know what kind of stuff it's going to stop from existing, but this really does matter. If you put yourself in the position of 20 years ago, what if they would have done this regulation? A hundred years ago, what if they would have done some kind of regulation on whatever the technology was at that time? Would the internet have even been able to, to, to pop up and grow like it did? The government always slows down progress. I know that that seems a little antithetical to some of the people who are on the left, but the government is anti-progress. Anytime something yeah, think, new comes up, they try to slow it down. Think of where we could be if kings hadn't killed some of the first scientists, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, your, your ideas are crazy. Off with your head. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, know? you know? I've been thinking about it and uh, off with his head. Off with so, his head. Yeah. Yeah. Decision made. The earth's not round. There's no way there's a globe. It's off with your head. Yeah. Kill <laughs> yeah. that guy before he proves me wrong because I'm the king. I mean, just uh, think about how, and, and by the way, a king's government. So think about, this is what government does. It is. It's just, it's just what they do. And it, you know, the problem is, what if you trust Bernie Sanders? Charlie, I trust that Bernie Sanders is not corrupt. He's the right person to run this government, Charlie. You can't tell me, I, I trust him. I know he's a good person, okay? Now what, I mean, so what do you say to that? You look, can't I tell me. I honestly think, Bernie Sanders has the best intentions. I really do. Yeah. I, I don't think the guy, you know, wants to see a Marxist hell. I don't think he actually wants people in gulags. And neither did Marx. Right. Neither yeah. did Karl Marx, you know? <laughs> 
Stalin did for sure. Yeah. Well, so did Lenin. So did Lenin. Somehow Lenin gets he, off scot free in this well, whole thing. He started. Thing. Like, he oh, started no, the gulag. It was Stalin that came in. No, Lenin was already executing the kulaks in the street. Right. Before Stalin came in the power. Right. Okay. Don't so, let Lenin off the hook here. Well, that leads us into. That leads us yeah. into the answer of the question. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, Bernie's the right guy for the job. Well, what happens when Bernie is no longer your president? I mean, the guy just had a heart attack <laughs> and I'm not hoping anything bad happens to them, but, but look, he almost <laughs> died. If it weren't for the advanced medical technology in America, like if he would have had a heart attack somewhere in Africa where, where they have some of his ideas implemented <laughs> and he would have gone shoot, if he would have gone to a hospital in Cuba. He probably he still probably, he wouldn't be here. He anymore. probably would have died. But thanks to the greedy capitalist American society that his wonderful government health insurance pays for, I'm sure um, he's still here with us today to put out plans like this. But you know what? Even if he doesn't die because of our amazing healthcare system that has a lot of problems, but even if he doesn't die, he's only going to be president for four or eight years unless somehow they can amend the constitution, which they're not going to do. No. So after that four or eight year time period, as long as he lives, Donald Trump Jr., you want him to have the same power? Yeah. Hillary Clinton? Epstein? <laughs> if he wouldn't have killed himself? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Any, Donald Trump proved anybody can be president. Yeah. So imagine whoever gets in power, right? I think Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg has spent like $200 million to put himself further, you know, far enough up in the polls so he can join the debates. Let's think about any, all the billionaire and trillionaire people you hate, Jeff Bezos. Like what if, what if he's president? Yeah. Like you can't cede the power to somebody who you think can benevolently run a country that doesn't work because, in your favor because, because it's not a yeah. long-term solution because you don't know who the next president is going to be. No, that's the problem. And it's and a problem that Republicans didn't think about either, by the way, no, because they were more than willing to give George Bush all kinds of power for eight years. Yeah. Let him do whatever the heck he wants for eight years. And then when Obama got in office, they were like, Oh, oh the president's got way too much power. No, oh, we can't have the president having this, too, this much power. Well, there's the problem. You were totally fine with it when your guy was in office. Same thing with the people on the left, by the way. They were totally fine letting Barack Obama do anything that he wants to do. Just do anything. Write executive orders anytime you want to do anything. And then Donald Trump gets in office and they're like, oh my God, the president's got too much power. We've got to stop the executive branch. That's the problem. You never know who the next president is going to be. And unless you can tell me that you are going to agree ideologically with every single president for the rest of Charlie's kids lives, then it's not a good idea to give all of this power to the government. How many kids do I have? I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying for the rest of their lives. Oh, okay. You, you said know, kids. You might though. have I've more. Got one right now. I know. I'm just speaking in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just didn't want to make sure I didn't have more than one right now. Well, we don't know for sure. <laughs> I just, I mean, I've only got one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we know of. Yeah. So anyway, this, to close this out, I think this brings me to three years ago on this very day, January 20th, 2017. I put some words out there. Okay. <laughs> I strung what are, together, what are they? <laughs> strung together a few words on the old Facebooks, you know, back when people used to use Facebook. I said, no one was afraid of Donald Trump until he ran for president for 70 years. Cause the guy's old. 
For 70 years, no one really cared what he did. If you're feeling upset today, because this is right after the election, three years ago, remember this. It's not Donald Trump you fear. It's the power of the presidency. If we take nothing else from Donald Trump being president, I hope we learn this one lesson. Any inch of power that you give the federal government, it will take a mile and never give it back. Our system of government, a republic, was never designed to give the presidency the power that it holds today. It was never designed to give the federal government the power that it holds today. I've seen so many posts about how this appointee and that appointee doesn't have the experience to run this department or that department. Here's the solution. Those departments shouldn't exist. And if they didn't exist, there would be nothing to fear. If we seek liberty, everyone wins. Seek liberty. Somebody called, Somebody told me that I wasn't a... Uh, He's like, oh, you must not be a compassionate conservative. I'm not conservative. <laughs> You're right. I'm not a compassionate conservative because I'm not conservative. Yeah. I'm pa- I, I'm, I am compassionate. So technically they I'm were right. Of, yeah. They were like, oh, you must not be a compassionate conservative. Yeah. I was yeah like, Good. They were right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I stand for liberty because above all else, Liberty is the only way. It really is. It's the only way. Because it's the only way that doesn't involve force. It doesn't involve forcing other people to do what you want them to when they weren't doing anything other than trying to live their own lives. And And any ideology that says, I'm going to be able to force you to do what I want you to, to take from you whatever I want to take from you, is a disgusting and terrible slavery-esque ideology. Well, think about this even. Think about this. Think about like in relationships, right? Even if you force somebody to do what you want them to do and it's not coming from them and they do it reluctantly, is it even a good thing? No, it's no. not. It's not because a good nothing thing. that doesn't come from the heart. It's not a good thing. That's why we always try to attack the bottom of the issue because it's like you have to go to the like, bottom. What if you remove all the guns, but twice as many people in the country want to murder each other? And then they just use other means to do it. It's like you didn't actually attack what the what the real problem yeah. was. You know, you it's, didn't solve the problem. If you're in a relationship and you're young, let me just tell you this: don't try to control the person that you're in a relationship with. Just don't try to do it. Number one, if you have to control them to get them to do what you want, then they're not someone that you should want to be with anyway. Number one, like. Where's, what's the point in that? Like, I've got to mold you into what I want. Just go freaking get what you want. Stop trying to force that person to do something. Number two, it's not real. It's, right. it's not real. It's, it's fake. It's, it's getting someone to act how you want them to without knowing what's actually inside their mind. Maybe they hate you. Maybe they're just going to be resentful of you all the time and, and be even worse towards you, only they're going to be really good at hiding it from you. Like, Controlling someone in your relationship is not a good idea. Just find the right person that you want to be with that fits whatever your personality is. It's the same thing in life. You don't need to try and force people and control people and get them to do things because it's just like making words illegal, hurtful words, hate speech. Do you fix the problem by making people hold harbor those thoughts in their mind all the time and form you know secret groups where they can talk with each other yeah, do you actually fix the problem whatever 
No, you no. don't. You never fix the problem by doing that. The problem is the reason that people want to use hate speech. Yeah. In the first place. The problem right? with guns is why people want to kill other people. Right. You know, the problem with, uh, you know, not sharing or being greedy, let's say. Yeah. It's not because that person has a lot of money. I bet they're greedy with a little bit of money. Yeah. Their problem is, is actual greed. Listen, most people but, are going to disagree with me, but the only difference between you and some rich banker somewhere is that he's got money and you don't. You don't know how you would be if you were in that exact same position. You're both human beings. You both have to poop. You both. And poop. if one of you's not pooping, you probably have health problems. Yeah. You should consult your doctor immediately. <laughs> okay. Because this isn't the Dr. Good Morning Liberty show. But no, it's just. Should we get Dr. Phil on sometime? I, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I'll just reach out to him. Yeah. Get him on the show. Yeah. We'll see if he wants to Skype in. Yeah. We'll yeah. Do that. Tell me to quit being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> why, do you, why do you talk to your mom like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Listen, I want to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast. Thank you for sticking it out for one hour and two minutes. We really appreciate that. We have a great opportunity for you. If you'd like to run your very own Facebook ad on an issue that you care about, it could be taxation. It can be the wealth tax. It could be Bernie Lie number 6,372. If you want to talk about that, it can be gun rights. Gun we rights. forgot to mention that there were nothing reported. There was one arrest, one arrest. by the way. It's because a person was uh, wearing a bandana after they had been told three times to not wear a bandana over their face. Mm. Um, they didn't do it, so they got arrested, but then they, they released her. Okay. She was 21, and so one arrest, and that was it. That's pretty hilarious. Estimates of 22,000 to 50,000 people, and they even there's pictures of the people uh, with guns that were cleaning up their own trash. Nice. No trash. Nice. I'm glad that they went out there and did the right thing. That's good. Forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, that's the weird. It's really funny. And actually the bandana girl, I kind of feel bad for her because, you know, you got like 30,000 people out there that is guys walking around with 50 cows and like you get arrested for wearing a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to yeah. feel like just a complete idiot at Somehow that point in time. Somehow it was a felony charge like, too. I got arrested for wearing a bandana and a crowd full of people that were carrying around you know, semi-automatic weapons. Uh, somehow That's hilarious. It was a felony charge too, yeah. by the way. I don't know how they did that, but they didn't obviously carry that through. <laughs> they released her over on her own recog recognizance. Yes. Recognizance. Recognizance. Yeah. That's yeah. the right word. So guys, if you want to run a Facebook ad on something that you care about, that is pro-liberty, it's got to be pro-liberty. That's the one thing you can't be arguing to take stuff from other, from other people or the hurt people. Just don't do that. So pro liberty. pro liberty, you go to our website, you can go to gmlconnect.com. You can go to gmlconnect.com. The very first button says support the show. You can decide to donate $3, $5, $10, $20 a month. And that money is going to go directly towards a Facebook ad for something that you care about. You do the support. We'll email back and forth. We'll decide what the topic is and we'll set up an ad for whatever the article you want to run an ad on or, or just whatever it is that you want to get out there in front of thousands of people. Okay. We actually got to, we got to add the other tier that we mentioned yesterday. Oh yeah, what was oh to get on the show? To get on the show. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, you guys pay us twenty five thousand dollars like the guys yesterday <laughs> did, and you can get on the show. And we'll run money yeah. on Facebook ads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So twenty five thousand dollars worth of Facebook ads. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. There's I, no amount that's too large. No. Yeah. Uh, just, At all. 
I mean, you've been sipping the Bernie Sanders juice over there. <laughs> yeah, guys, so go to gmlconnect.com to support the show. Set that up. Put your freaking money where your mouth is. Quit all this whining on Facebook all the time. You've got an opportunity to run a very minuscule amount of money towards advertisements and get it out there in front of thousands of people. Guys, Facebook ads are cheap. It's like six cents per click on an article. If you it's do so it cheap, right. if you do it right, like we do. Yeah. Okay. So you can put a few bucks in, we can run these ads, get them out there in front of people and change hearts and minds and stop this country from turning into a disgusting socialist hellhole like it's heading to right now. And okay? we actually do really do change minds because another way to support this show is leave us a rating and review and the reviews we're getting in are just awesome. Like people <laughs> saying that they've been on the fence about some of these issues and because of this show and because of y'all's support, we've been able to um, not, let's say, uh, change their mind, but at least give them the idea that there's another way, that there's a better way. And that's what we need to be doing. If you really believe in liberty, you have to show people the better way. You have to show them the liberty way, which is the only way. So share a show, share the show, not a show. Not, not any the, show. This show. Don't share anyone else's show. <laughs> yeah, share this show. Yeah with some friends and some enemies and leave us a rating and review guys. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow to do this all over again. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning Liberty.